What's up? It's Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Thanks for listening to the Under the Hood podcast presented by Coors Light. Stay inside and buy your Coors Light online. Find out how at get.coorslight.com. Coors Light, take time to chill. This is Under the Hood on ESPN 1000. Follow at TweetJHood on Twitter. Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000. Chicago's home for sports. Eric Garner, John Crawford, Botham Jean, Brianna Taylor, Philando Castile, Michael Brown, Laquan McDonald, Tamir Rice, Sandra Bland, Trayvon Martin, George Floyd. The list is endless of black people killed needlessly by those that serve and protect. I remember my grandparents giving me the talk about making sure that I was on my best behavior, especially around the police. It's only right. Of course, they're the authority figures, so you're supposed to be good and on your best behavior around police. The police are the authority. And you have to make sure that your hands are where they can be seen. And don't forget also to pray. Because you see, it's not a matter of being a good citizen and doing the right things and you'll be okay. Nope, that's not for everybody. Especially if you're black. The divide between black people and the police have existed for generations. The Floyd murder by former officer Derek Chauvin is not a one-off or just some rare occurrence. The murder by a police officer while he's in duty for an unarmed black person is prevalent today as it was 100 years ago. Imagine you get arrested by the police there's that fear that you have, right? You get arrested by the police and you're like, oh my goodness. So how will I get out of this situation? Who do I call once I get to the police station? I'm arrested. So I'm back in the squad car. I take some kind of perp walk, I guess. And man, what's going to happen once I get to the station? How do I handle this? Who do, who do I call? But I'm sure you wouldn't think once the cops have the handcuffs on that an officer there to serve and protect would place his knee on the back of your neck for over eight minutes. So you can't breathe. So your bloodstream stops until your heart stops right to your death. You see, that's what happened to George Floyd. He died from a police officer who decided to play God with someone's life. Taking advantage of someone because you have a badge, because you can. And I understand that there's a lot of distractions and finger 
pointing on what ifs based on the daily conjecture that we endure on a daily basis. But the focus should be on yet another black man, another citizen of this country dying senselessly. A man died at the hands of police, which is not uncommon. This is not new. It was completely unnecessary. I want you to imagine something. I want you to imagine living in a world in which you want equality. Imagine living in a world in which you want to be treated like everyone else and that brass ring just keeps on raising. The brass ring just keeps on raising and you keep reaching for it. You keep reaching for it. And you aren't allowed to have that brass ring because you look different. Because your background is different. You are a second class citizen because you aren't white. How's that for a wonderful existence? Many African Americans deal with that on a daily basis. No matter what Floyd did, whether it's a phony $20 bill or not, he didn't deserve to die. Arrested? Sure. Die? No. But once again, this is nothing new. If there's no video, I'm talking to you about Major League Baseball and its return. I'm talking to you about the NBA and its return. We got Ramona Shelburne sound that we would have played here in this spot at 707. But the reason why uh, that I can't talk about that is because uh, there was yet another officer that wanted to end the life of someone just because. It's horrible when we do it to ourselves, you know, shooting and killing one another just because we can. Let's just kill one another over property that you probably don't even own or property you don't even rent. Or kill someone because somebody said something to you and because you don't have the wherewithal or the balls to throw hands. So you shoot at someone. It's horrible when we do it to ourselves. But even worse, when those take an oath to serve and protect us, and when they do it to us, when they shoot and kill us, they are the authority to help us through, but not in every case. Selfishness is uh, a lot stronger than humanity. We as Americans are, are so we're so consumed about what we're doing. Selfish, all of us, me, everybody. We're selfish. It's about selfies and li like me and follow me. It's about me. It's about what we do. We are so self-absorbed, 
self-obsessed with your ideals, your upbringing, and being inflexible to the needs of others. Humanity and caring for the human race or human beings collectively, where is the humanity in 2020? The humanity in some parts of our world is just absolutely non-existent. Treating people that don't like you because you're not from the same background and not from the same community, like animals, I take it back, some people have more empathy for animals than they do people, especially those of color. Just think about that for a second. Why would I treat you as a black man differently because you have a different background, a different color, different family, different ideals? We've stopped communicating and we decide to just shoot one another or just do away with one another. That's what we've done here. That's what we've done. The gulf between us has gotten so big. Why is that? Four officers had the opportunity to do the right thing and to be able to bring the gulf a little closer. Will the gulf ever be completely closed? I don't know. Hopefully in my lifetime it will, but if not, it's okay. Because the gulf at some point has to close between us, you and I. Citizens, people, four officers had the opportunity to do the right thing. And without the video, some would have looked at this story like, oh, another N-word just got killed by the police. Move on to the next IG story. I'm tired today. Under the hood, listeners, I'm, I'm tired. And you should be tired as well. The unrest in the streets because of the systemic, repeated, short-sighted, undermining and killing of unarmed black people. You should be tired. You should be tired of, ask, of answering those questions or asking, what, what can I do? What's, what's next? Because here's the thing. I'll call it before it even ends. After this George Floyd case, whether the officers are going to be put in jail or not, what happens next? What happens next after this George Floyd case? Another black person or another citizen just gets killed for no reason? The police that we've seen here over the last 72 plus hours, just go to any Instagram story, just go to any place on Twitter or Facebook, and you will see how officers have had it up to here with protesters to the point where some of the things that we have seen over the last 72 hours is reminiscent of what we saw from George Floyd without the death. I was just telling Eric and Eric saw the same thing in Seattle where officers are used to being able to put their knee behind the neck of someone. And you have protesters said, get your knee off the guy's neck. He's already arrested. He's already 
bound. He's already has the handcuffs on. Why do you have your knee on his neck for three minutes? That's a thing. <laughs> That's a thing in 2020. The reason why that we're talking about this today, the reason why that there are bo- there are businesses that are, have been uh, just torn apart and boarded up is because of this story of George Floyd and many others. I want to make sure it's very clear. It is very important for those that believe that this is wrong. I believe it's wrong. You should believe it's wrong. I want to make sure it's very clear that it is important for us to be able to speak out on these things. If you're white and you're saying, I don't know, I just, if you're doing that, you also are the problem. If you're Latino, if you're Asian, if you're a woman, man, whatever, if you are not saying anything about this to say, hey, this has got to stop, then you also are the problem. Stop hiding it behind your keyboard or stop hiding behind you know, your backyard and saying, I don't know what these people are doing. These people are your people also. These protesters, they're also you too because they're human beings. It is selfishness and silence that's just permeating throughout our world here. Selfishness, silence. It doesn't help the divide between citizens and the police. If it's wrong, it's wrong. There's no shades of gray of someone that had to die at the hands of police again. There is no shades of gray. If you are a police officer listening to this show, you think that this is an indictment on all police. Of course it's not. Of course it's not. But Derek Chauvin and those other three police officers and many others that are in other cases are making you look bad. They're making you look bad because you're doing your job. You're out there on the lines trying to protect all of us. But if you're sitting silently in the, in the patrol car and not saying anything about this and not saying, hey, this is wrong, you're also part of the problem. Yeah, it's a brotherhood. Yeah, it's a sisterhood. It's great, right? For the police, it, it's part of that. Yeah, it's great. But here's the thing. If you're not speaking on this, you're the problem, along with many other things. This has been one hell of a 2020, has it not? The melting pot of George Floyd and the consistent murders by the police of black people in this country. COVID-19 and being quarantined. Businesses that are shut down. You don't know if you should go out. Mayor Lightfoot says stay home, stay, save lives. And you, we know we all we want to go out. You don't know where the next paycheck is coming from because you're unemployed just like so many Americans are unemployed. You don't know how to pay the gas bill, the light bill. You don't know how you're going to be able to pay the mortgage because all of this is happening all at one time. Over 100,000 people died because of COVID-19. All of this sucks. Every bit of it. But when it comes to George Floyd and cases such as George Floyd... You can be able to do something about it. You can. And you should. 
some thoughts from Marcus Spears from Get Up. Marcus Spears does a great job with Mike Greenberg on Get Up, also a college football analyst for SEC Network. Marcus gets emotional, really talking about having to explain this whole Floyd situation to his son. When we watch George, George Floyd be choked out, and I don't care what it is about underlying conditions and all of that, this spirit broke in this country. It broke. It broke me because my 11-year-old son, my, my son had to ask me, why didn't he get off of him? Um, Stephen A. is is a guy that I've that has mentored me. G, you a guy that has mentored me, and everything that I've de- done in my life culminated to me having my children and trying to give them a better situation. When we're black and we're athletes, to the man, the fight is to get your family in a better situation because something about the system in this country has told us that if you make it and you make a certain amount of money and you accept it in these circles where we know we would normally have an opportunity to be in because of our talent, that's what we strive for. And I apologize for this, but this is a hard condition, man. When we're asking for help and when we're asking white people to understand we need you to be against this not to tell us not not to not to ease and soothe by having conversation we need you to be against this this is under the hood listen to me under the hood podcasts are available now on the all-new espn chicago app available on your device now this is espn 1000 chicago's home for sports watched in horror the looting that took place in our city and I was uh, devastated and sad. I'm all out of tears so that's not happening as far as I can uh, tell on the show tonight. I'm all out of tears. Um, Growing up on the south side and still living on the south side to be able to recognize places that I've frequented many times, um, malls, restaurants, uh, businesses that I've been to and to see those coming out of those businesses looting, uh, was heartbreaking. It was hard to watch. Um, and then protesters, Protesters and protesting has been around for ages, for a long time. It's as old as the hills. You want to protest, there's nothing wrong with protesting, especially if you're doing it peacefully. The reason why that there are protesters, not just in Chicago, but across this country, the reason why there is is because the there needs to be someone as the voice of the voiceless. It's it's imperative that someone becomes the voice of the voiceless. Someone has to be able to speak truth to power and let those in these cities and states in which every state in the union had some kind of protest for George Floyd. Someone had that. And this is why it's needed. That's why it's important. You have to have it to be able to speak truth to power. 
But then it gets over the top because some of those protesters are mixed in with looters and those that are trying to be rebel rousers and those that are trying to cause a stir in our city. I wish I had $100 for every time I saw a video in which someone had spray paint and put Black Lives Matter and they were blonde. And they were white or they were not black, but they put Black Lives Matter and Antifa and they would put that on the hashtags on social media. There were just some that were there just to be able to get stuff out of these stores, walk out casually out of these stores with things that they probably don't even need. Saw someone that actually is an off-duty police officer that was just smashing up the auto zone in Minneapolis, a city that I really enjoy being in, going up there every now and then just to chill, be on the lake, go to a Twins game, and just watching those that had nothing to do with George Floyd, just smashing up the auto zone, setting it on fire. And then come to find out he's like some off-duty police officer because he's wrapped up in black and he's got... He's got a, a handkerchief and he's got a, he's, he's trying to keep himself covered up and then his identity has been found. There's a lot of examples like that. A ton of examples like that. Like why, why do that? Why smash up our city? Why smash up these other cities? You know why? Because they can. What is sad is, is that the organization of those that have decided to come together and smash up the Nike store to smash up the pot bellies and the Dunkin' Donuts and the Starbucks and all the other area businesses, they are inclined to do so because they are together for better, definitely not for better or for worse, much worse. They have come together while we're still trying to figure out how we feel about George Floyd. I just, uh, am at a loss when I'm watching these looters just destroy our communities. But the thing is, is that that's not the number one story. That's not even the B or C story. I'm bringing it up now, but the number one story is George Floyd and stories like George Floyd. I know there are some that in this country that look at, the loss of money and revenue and look at the businesses, but that's the selfish part of us as Americans. That's the selfish part of us. Oh my God. I can't believe they looted. No, I can't believe George Floyd's dead. That's the thing. Let me also point out something else that has been brought up to the forefront about black lives matter. That is so polarizing for some people. When I hear black lives matter, it's like, Oh, what is that? Well, all lives matter. Well, yeah, all lives do matter. You and I can agree on all lives matter. All of our lives, your life, my life matters. There's no doubt about that. But here's the thing. Our lives do matter. But if black lives really mattered, why is George Floyd dead? Why is Sandra Bland dead? Why is Eric Garner dead? Why is Michael Brown and so many others? Why are they dead? If their life mattered... How come they're dead? Because officers decide to play God with their lives. So all lives do matter, sure. 
but Black Lives Matter, and that's brought out to be not necessarily as a swipe at white people because they always there's some that always get that wrong. Like, oh, you're saying that my life doesn't matter? No, white person, your life does matter. But all lives should matter. But my life matters too, and so does George Floyd. His life matters too. Does that matter to you? So many selfish people in our world will look at it and say, well, what, well, I don't understand Black Lives Matter. Yeah, all of us matter. So if that is the case, if all lives do matter, then live your life that way. Live your life that way. I got friends across the rainbow, all of the, the, the spectrum of everyone in my career. I'm not going to turn my back to someone because they're not because they're not black because they're white because they're Latino. Who am I? I'm a, I'm a human being, and I'm not going to turn my back on my brother and sister because they're different. I need to learn. I need to learn every day about everyone as much as possible. All lives matter, sure, but black lives matter. Along with that. And if you can, if you don't consider black people all part of that all, then you have the problem. Black lives matter. All lives matter. Let the black lives matter as well. If you're not, if black people or Latino people are not part of the all, then you are the problem. And I don't want to do have anything to do with you at all. We will go across the country. Not only talking about here in Chicago, but we'll go across the country and find out what is happening with the George Floyd coverage and what people are saying as far as the uh, protesters and the coverage in those cities. We'll start in Minneapolis, St. Paul with Henry Lake from WCCO Radio in Minneapolis. That is next right here on UTH. This is Under the Hood. Under the Hood podcasts are available now on the all-new ESPN Chicago app. Available on your device now. This is ESPN 1000. Chicago's home for sports. Glad you're with us here on Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. We're talking about the death, the killing of George Floyd, and we're getting the perspective from the Twin Cities, Minneapolis, and St. Paul, with WCCO's Henry Lake, friend of the program, and Henry joins me here on ESPN 1000. Henry, I appreciate your time. Thanks for coming on the show. Hey, thanks for having me. It is uh, it's good to always uh, have a conversation with you, Jonathan. It's, it's uh, especially right now because uh, we're in some some really really tough times right now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Henry and I have been friends for or a long time, but this is a different conversation um, that we're having here because of the death of, of George Floyd. I just I want to rewind uh, and go back to your initial reaction to the George Floyd story. What what do you remember most about the story when it first occurred? I guess my in- initial reaction was anger, frustration that here again we are in a situation where body is accosted by law enforcement whether the charge or whatever the incident that created the situation was valid or not it resulted in a death it resulted in a senseless death and and I just I got emotional about it immediately because 
you know, we have a justice system for a reason, Jonathan. When people do things, um, and I don't know that it's, it's 100% correct that he that he was, you know, had a forging a check or passing a, a fake $20 bill or whatever the circumstances is. Those certain situations, we remedy that with um, the police. And we remedied that with charges and going about it through the uh, judicial system. And I'm so emotional, I can barely even talk. But just, it, it doesn't, it shouldn't result in a man being publicly killed in the manner in which we saw it last week. And so I initially was angry. I was frustrated. I was fearful because we see this play out way too often. And so those were kind of my initial, um, my initial thoughts. And then over the span and of the week and the days that would, would follow, it just continued to fester and grow and, make me more upset and then the the community and the state and the, the nation started to get angry about it and so right now we're we're all kind of globally saying that we're fed up we're fed up with all of this minneapolis is your is your hometown i want you to tell me can you characterize for me the relationship between um black people and police historically from your knowledge yeah it's not good so so just kind of put things in perspective you know, when you think about the Twin Cities, because that, that, you know, when you talk about the the, the state of Minnesota, um, everybody talks about Minneapolis-St. Paul, the Twin Cities, right? That That's where all of the, the people of color primarily reside. We have some other smaller cities, Mankato, Duluth, St. Cloud, places like that. Um, but but that's when, when people think about the crux of, of black people, Native Americans, the Hmong community, whatever, you think of the Twin Cities. And for so many years, there have been incidents um, with a racial component that involved the Minneapolis Police Department that have been documented but have never been dealt with. And it's unfortunate. And we're talking about a lot of police brutality, a lot of racial profiling, and just it manifests from going from the Minneapolis Police Department to other entities as well. But specifically, we're talking about the Minneapolis Police Department because that is who was involved in Mr. Floyd's death. It's been um, an ugly history that's been detailed just recently. Two days ago, there's a big article in the, in the New York Times talking about it. And it's being led by um, a police union and a gentleman by the name of Bob Kroll that people um, have categorized him as a white supremacist. He has been categorized as overtly racist. And so when you have somebody that is allegedly that way and has defended police, even when, they, when they've been 100 percent in the wrong, you're never going to get justice when things are wrong. And that's the problem now. I'll give you a perfect example. This morning, he finally, after a week of turmoil, has came out and put together a page-and-a-half statement. And he essentially, just to summarize for you, is supporting those officers and what took place and essentially said that, well, hold on, Mr. Floyd was not a saint. He was not an angel. And he referenced Mr. Floyd having a situation that occurred back in 2007 or something like that. Like, how in the world? How in the world 
would you feel if somebody took out your loved one's life in the manner that the world just saw, where they did not get justice at all, you make reference to, well, they got an egregious speeding ticket a decade ago or whatever the, the situation is. What does one thing have to do with the, the other? This is what we're up against. And we cannot continue to have stuff play out in our country. If we say that racism is a disease and it's, it's, it's an ill on society, then we have to address it. We know that police brutality is systematic. And the number one thing that I'll tell you, Jay Hood, and this is the reason why I'm so alarmed and upset for not only my city but for our country, is that the issue of policing has not been addressed. And what I mean by that is until we get to a point where we hold officers accountable for indiscriminately taking lives when they don't have to, then we're not we're just running in circles. That's that's all we're doing. If if we know how to de escalate situations with white Americans, why can't you de escalate situations with black Americans? What's the difference? That has to be addressed. It it, it is problematic. Can people talk to me about James Blake, the former tennis player, and him having his issues with police brutality? Can we talk about Cabo Sebalosha and how he was assaulted by the New York Police Department and was not able to play for the rest of the postseason for his team? These are, no one's immune to this stuff. Henry Lake from WCCO in uh, Minneapolis, St. Paul with Jonathan Hood on Under the Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. I think, Henry, that uh, George Floyd's death hits differently uh, than the others that we have endured, that we have cried about, that we have been in anger about because of the amount of protests that have happened across the country. This is not just a a Midwestern regional thing. I've seen protests all across the country, including Alaska and Hawaii. It just seems, though, is that from especially from some young people like everyone's had enough. Everyone's had enough of it because this occurs in our news so often. Oh, yeah. I mean, people are fed up. People people are are all the way fed up because enough is enough. And I, I know that that we're all looking at my city that I love in Minneapolis, mm-hmm. and we're thinking about Mr. Floyd and his family. But at the same time, we know that Breonna Taylor, she needs justice. We know that Eric Garner, did never, he never got justice. I can't breathe. He said it years ago. We know that we did not get justice for Tamir Rice. We know that right here in Minnesota, we didn't for Philando Castile, who was shot in cold blood, and everybody saw it for the world to see on Facebook and the 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 the, the body, the uh, car camera afterwards. It continues to happen. When are we going to talk about it, Mister McDonald? Right there in Chicago. Mm-hmm. What? When is it going to change? City to city, it continues to happen. Nobody is immune. From L.A. to New York and in all cities in between, it has to stop. But there's no how in the world can there can there be an occupation in our society? Well, we have people because we we have we have people that um, 
we all have people that that are in jobs and maybe they're not the best at their jobs, right? We we all sure. get that. It, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what the profession is. You can be an educator. You can be an attorney. You can be. But but how can you have a profession like this where in the blink of an eye you take somebody's life and you don't lose your job? Like what what part? What, what is that? I I just don't get that. And and the the thing that we continue to hear, and I'm sick and tired of it. And I and I you know I hope I'm I'm not you know people don't get too mad at me at this. But I'm sick and tired of this whole. Good apples, bad apples. Absolutely. Like, I, I, I understand it, but where are the good apples when all the bad apples are acting the fool? Because no, no, to, you... to, to me, you're all tainted with the bad apples. Right. Right. Exactly. I've, I've been saying that last 48, 72 hours. I don't like the bad apples uh, analogy because I've never seen a bad apple um, uh, kill an unarmed black man. I've never, I've never seen a bad apple do that. And you know, when I'm, and I'm saying that because to say it's bad apples, that's also just pushing aside what happened. What we're talking yep. about is the issues of, of black men in this country, black women and black men in this country, um, that are losing their lives just because a police officer is, has the authority to do so. They, they're doing it because of the badge. They're doing it because they can. And because we see the percentages of those that get off once the, the uh, killing happens, Henry, and then there's, uh, there's court, there's a jury more times than not a, a cop is able to get off. And that's not right. It's, 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 it's never right. been Right. Yep. And when you say the good apples, bad apple stuff, you're just pushing it to the side. That's all you're doing. Yeah. You're just picking it down the road. And, 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 you, and you're, you're basically saying, well, these cops don't represent us. No, all cops represent each other. They represent each other. And when you have bad apples out there, and I'm not saying, and don't, don't, don't get it twisted. I am not saying that every single cop out there, um, is a is 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 a bad police officer. No. That's not my point. I think the majority of them are good. Hell, I have an older uncle that was a long time. He's a retired police officer right there in Chicago. Right. I got I got people from my family in law enforcement. But my point is is that is that this whole notion that it's just a couple of people here and there that stand out. That we have to we have to we have to push back on that narrative. That's just a terrible narrative that has to go away in twenty twenty. Yes, the this whole bad apple thing it does does not work. I've heard it that. Hold and I've up. read that. Mm-mm. No, of course, absolutely not. I, I just know this is that if I'm a police officer here in 2020 and this is going on, and I know that I'm a good officer, and if you don't say anything about it, see, my whole deal, Henry, is that you have to speak on this. Um, sure, you've got the brotherhood and you got the sisterhood of of police officers that you have to hear from, but I, I wouldn't, I couldn't care less. I need to be able to say something about this. That's the, it starts with that. Because if you don't say anything, that means that you also are complicit. You also are guilty for not saying anything. Because if I'm if I if I'm a uniformed police officer, and and I'm going through my job and doing it well, uh, keep in mind everyone looks at me with a side eye. Especially black people look at me and say that you're not a good cop because you didn't say anything, and so you reflect what Chauvin did. It's it's, a, it's yep. the same thing. I mean, so I just think that you know, if you don't say anything, that means that you pretty much are going along with what happened in Minneapolis, and that's that you have to say something. Yep, you have to. You have to. It's your du- it's your duty. It's your job to say something is wrong when things are wrong, and it just 
what does that say about you as a person if you see wrongs in our society but you're not willing to to address them and deal with them and quite frankly in the in the midst of of this being police brutality and the emphasis on law enforcement i am i am saddened that some of the images that we're seeing of people uh, or of officers towards peaceful protesters. Now, look, I get it. In the country, I, I've been telling people here on the airwaves every single night, we have curfew, okay? Tonight, the curfew, they've extended it. It's, it's going to be 10 o'clock, 10 to 4 a.m., okay? Over the weekend, the curfew was at 8 o'clock. I've been telling everybody, make sure that you leave before 8. Don't wait and hang out on the street, and then you, you, you're getting caught up in stuff. You need to leave. You need to abide by the rules. But, but when we talk about protest are doing the right thing, not the looters, okay, not the people that are trying to be take advantage of an opportunity, but the true people that are there for the struggle and the cause. If you are pushing on them, if you are macing them, we got people attacking media members and stuff here. Like, mm-hmm. what part of the game is that? Right. There's no question. Um, Henry Lake from WCCO uh, in uh, the Twin Cities with Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago app. Um, so the other piece to this is the looters. And I like how some of the media and some of the people that are watching this coverage is putting the looters uh, ahead of what actually is the issue. And that is George Floyd's death. George Floyd is one through 10, one through 100. That's the number one story. But some are looking at the looting as the story. And I will ask about maybe some of the neighborhoods that you've gone through here that and what you've seen. I've seen a lot of stuff in Chicago and also in Minneapolis as far as the end result of the looting. What, what stands out most from what you've seen? Well, you know, it's, it's we clearly have been affected in a great way by it. South Minneapolis, which has kind of been the epicenter. So, so the way that things play out here in Minneapolis um, from the perspective of, there's really only, I don't want to say only, but the way that a lot of people view it is you're a north sider or a south sider, right? There ain't no, there ain't no, it's just one, one of those two, right? And yep. so South Minneapolis is the, is the area in which um, George Floyd was, was killed, 38th and Chicago, okay? That was, the, that was the intersection. That's where Cup Foods is, 38th and Chicago. And Chicago is a very busy street in the south side of Minneapolis. That's where he was killed. So on the south side there, over in that area, um, one of the other prominent streets over there is called Lake Street. There are so many um, buildings and businesses that were affected and burned down and looted and stuff. And that that's very unfortunate, right? You know, because when you talk about the people that live in that community, there are a lot of people. That's not a well-to-do area. You know, there are elderly and, and, and people that are underprivileged that have to really figure out a way to, to go to a pharmacy now. You know, the target over there is is burned down, the cup foods is 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 been ransacked. So that's not good. And so all the way up and down Lake Street there's there's pockets where businesses were just destroyed. And then on the north side of Minneapolis where I grew up and where I'm from, um you have a some similar um a situation there on Broadway, which is a major street in, in North Minneapolis. So it, it, it the scenes are not good. The images are not good. Um, you do see a lot of people that are trying to come together, are trying to bring the community together. But it's going to take some time. It's going to take some work. You know what I'm saying? It's going to take a lot of work for us to get through this. And when I say a lot of work, I'm not talking about just here in the Twin Cities. I'm talking about across the country. Mm-hmm. Like this is a this is this is a big deal. And you know, I, I've been I was I was very vocal last week because. 
when we start conversations with our white friends and there are certain things that they say, you got to check them. Okay. It, it, like I give you a perfect example. When, when, when somebody even fixes their mouth to say to me, well, what about Chicago? Don't, 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 don't go there. Don't go there because all that is, is a narrative that you want to promote that, that people of color and black folks specifically do not care about. You're trying to hijack the conversation. You're trying to take it to a place that, that we're not going. The emphasis, the crux of this issue has nothing to do with looting. It has nothing to do with any of that. It has to do with police brutality, plain and simple. Henry, I'm glad you spent some time with me. I just wanted to to get your thoughts. I would, was reading what you were saying on social media and also listening to your show and listening to uh, some of your listeners. Um, man, it's, it is it is very tough for all of us. And um, all the best to those in the Twin Cities and uh, across this country for everything that's going on. But hopefully those will not ignore and turn a blind eye to George Floyd and other stories like this generationally, not just from 2020, but for years and years, this has been an issue. And if you don't speak up on it, then to me, I think you're complicit. And there's no question. And when we have to think about what we have endured over the course of the last few months for at least a month during the course of the coronavirus and COVID-19, I felt like the country was captivated and rescued by the last dance. Everybody mm-hmm. was rescued, right, by Michael Jordan, those bulls, right? We, we watched it religiously on Sunday night. Right. Right now with this that has gripped us all, there ain't nobody coming to our rescue. We got to rescue ourselves. We have to deal with it from within. So we all have a lot of work to do. And I'm truly appreciative of your time, man. I love folks in Chicago. Um, it's one of the best cities in the world. I haven't been back in in in, in, in years, but uh, peace and love to everybody out there. And for the people in Chicago that have had um, family members, um, friends, loved ones that have been affected by police brutality and law enforcement not doing their jobs the way that they should, I feel for you too. Thank you, brother. And uh, hopefully, again, uh, we'll get a chance to talk soon, uh, sports or otherwise. Love to have you on again. All right, I appreciate it. Always, man. Just give me a call. Henry Light from WCCO uh, Radio in Minneapolis, St. Paul with me, Jonathan Hood. You're listening to ESPN 1000. This is Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood. Hi, everybody. On ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports.